0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: Hello, everyone. It's December 26, 2018, and this is your producer, Jemmy, with episode 2084, a best of. The gang is out today for the holidays, so we're rolling things back to June 26 of this year, when Tara Carter and Glenn chatted with both a cowboy and a rodeo clown, and also talked about the Ranch Work Championships. Listen in.
0: We all get in a rut when it comes to shopping for horse supplies online. If you have not tried Horselovers.com yet, then you are missing out on one of the world's largest online tack shops and all the best brands like Noble Outfitters, Ariat, Turn 2, Tough One, Professionals Choice, Weaver, and many, many more. Visit Horselovers.com every day to see their daily deals and flash sales. Horselovers.com has everything for the Western and trail rider. So get on over to Horselovers.com today and save. What a beautiful day for horses
2: in the morning.
0: Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida.
1: And I am Tara Carter from Clovis, New Mexico, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 26th, episode 1961. This episode is brought to you by Horseware and Total Saddle Fit. Good morning, Horse World.
3: Good Tuesday morning to you, and I do mean a good Tuesday morning.
0: Well, if you insist on being accurate about it... You know, only somebody with perfect comedic timing could produce this much energy in one shot. You gotta learn that your time in
2: the saddle Ain't as rough as the life in between And the fence isn't there for you to straddle And you can't change horses in the middle of your dream.
0: Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this Western day here on Horses in the Morning. First of all, I can't believe it's the end of the month already. Um, I know. Every time you show up, I'm like, it's the end of the month already.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just fly. We were just discussing Tara and I before the show about how we we both have way too much going on, and and we when when you get to that point where you realize it and take a look at the things you want to cut out, the problem is you cut those out and add six more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and you have kids; tell- it's worse too.
1: I was talking to someone the other day. She's like, "Terry, you have three kids. Most people are overwhelmed. With just that."
0: <laughs> exactly. And I
1: was like, "Yeah, uh, no way." It makes it fun,
0: exactly. But do you have you? Because you live out in the country, you always hear about these parents who are running their kids everywhere for every practice, for dance, for you know, musical stuff, all of that. Do you have that, or they pretty much play around the farm?
1: Well, we have it, sometimes in the summer they have swimming lessons and stuff like that. So there is a little bit of that going on, more so in the summer than during
0: oh, during the school
1: year, but yeah.
0: yeah. So, but their activities pretty much are farm related? Yes. Not football yeah. or basketball or, you know, any of that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we've, yeah, we, we play in some sport, you know, they play sports, but they play more out here than they go and do that stuff, so.
0: Well, that's good. For
1: now. They're saves. young enough. Yeah. That, I mean, you. it'll
0: change. It'll change. Maybe, yeah. Wait till they're 14. And then you'll be yeah. running everywhere. <laughs> then you'll be that mom again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we got coming up on the show, We the first hour is going to be kind of an entertainment hour. We're going to revisit uh, an interview we did with J.J. Harrison, one of our favorite interviews that we did, who's a rodeo clown and bullfighter. Uh, and then... For the first time ever on the Horse Radio Network, we have a really huge guest coming on, and that's Baxter Black. Um, and geez, you know, he's been around as a cowboy poet and an entertainer for years and years and years. Uh, you said your dad do him. I mean, he's just he's just been in the circles for a long time.
1: Yeah, he's a legend. Like, I mean, in in all the right ways. So when you said Baxter Black, I thought, oh, how cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's kind of fun, you know, because we're entertainers. to so talk to other entertainers. Now, he's a real entertainer. He's been on this night show, National Public Radio for years, RFD TV, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it's going to be interesting to hear what he's up to now. So we have Baxter coming on a, a little later in the show. And then you have a guest coming on uh, at 10 o'clock as well.
1: Yeah, he's going to talk to us about a... An event that's, I think this is their second year, but it's a new format and it's in the Western industry and we're really excited about it. So I'm thrilled he's coming on to to share with folks how it works.
0: Very good. Now, Jennifer, I got to tell you, Tara, because this weekend's the weekend. Yes, um, it is. And Jennifer is not talking about anything else but coming out and playing <laughs> with horses and cows. That's all I'm hearing about is Jennifer going out and playing with horses and cows. Are you excited, Jennifer, to play with horses and cows?
4: I'm not excited to go play with cows on the ponies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's going to be the only one there. She... I'm going
4: to be like the little kid, yeah. Do
0: you know what yeah. a hell hat is, Tara?
1: Well, I'm guessing it's a helmet.
0: Oh, it's this, this craze that's going on in the Western and English world now, uh, where... Mostly women, almost all women, uh, make take regular helmets that you'd see any Whoa. rider wearing, and they put the brims on them and they make them all fancy, yes, well, Jennifer made a hell hat for this weekend,
1: okay, yeah. okay, that I get it now, okay, oh, well, cool. Well, our boys, they have the resist all their ride safe hats that are like that yeah. they look like yeah. helmets. so. So yeah,
0: how are you going to pack yeah. the hell hat, Jennifer? Because it's kind of a big well, thing. Well, I
4: made it the 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 brim that I used is a very flexible material. It's like, like one of those crush crush proof hats, so that when I pack it, it won't get destroyed. Because my mine is the not very crafty version. These ladies who make, and again, mostly ladies, but some guys make them too, they use really honest to goodness expensive straw cowboy hats, and they're blinged out, and they cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mine is a little bit more the redneck Walmart variety.
0: <laughs> Perfect <laughs> for New Mexico.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> You'll fit right in. You'll be fine. <laughs> but I'm going like to have a blast a- with it. I'm going to put some sparkles on there.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sparkles. <laughs> so there's fun. like a whole, I so I looked at Hell Hat right quick. There's like a whole group yes. of people
4: there. There's a whole, like yeah, tens there's a of whole
1: thousands. Culture, Hell Hat culture. It, yeah, it's like yeah. a society, like the Red Hat Society. Wow. Yeah. There's some cool yeah. ideas on here.
0: Actually, some of them are pretty fancy looking, right? I mean, yeah. Some of them are really, really cool looking. But there's like thousands. We had the lady on once. There's like 10,000 people that (laughs) have done this. Yeah. um, And some of them, you look very Western, right? Um,
1: Did you do a how to video while you were making it?
4: Yeah. You did? Yeah. Gotta have a how to video. Did you do the the how to? to You didn't do the how to
0: video, though. Jennifer.
4: I did the how-to video. You did? Because when <laughs> you, I did because you have – when you cut the top – when you cut the, br- the brim out, mm-hmm. what you have left doesn't fit over your helmet necessarily, and there's a process you go through so that it will slide over your helmet and fit properly. Now, the way mine's set up, it's just – it's not stuck on there. They use all kinds of fancy ways to permanently attach it to your helmet. Mine's gonna pop off because riding around in the fox hen, fox hunting field with a hell hat on is not going to go over, <laughs> regardless not. of how blingy it is. Probably not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't you think the fox a, hunters a, a are gonna like that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there any hunting in New Mexico, like fox hunting or coyote hunting or whatever?
1: Ah, uh, there is. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I was I'm sure. I'm sure several cowboys have gone out and roped themselves a coyote or two. That's
0: probably (laughs) as official as it. They're not wearing the official hunting outfits and carrying their flasks. Well, they might be (laughs) carrying the flasks, but. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah yeah (laughs) all right let's do this uh we did an interview a while back and we wanted to replay it because it's such a good interview and because our theme this morning is it and we have a ton of new listeners now but our theme this morning is entertainment for the first hour and there wasn't anybody really any more entertaining than jj harrison he's a rodeo clown and a bullfighter from washington state it was just a fun, fun interview he um He has a master's degree in education. He's like the most well-educated rodeo rodeo clown in America. (laughs) So, uh, we picked on him a little bit about that. And I would just think you're going to, you're going to enjoy rehearing this interview from JJ. And then we're coming back with Baxter Black and uh, a lot more in the show. So let's take a listen and rewind a little bit. Well, our first guest today, I'm so excited to have, as I said, we haven't had a rodeo clown on in quite a while. He, he has a master's degree in education. He taught middle school, which is kind of like uh, being at the rodeo, actually, for eight years, and now he is a professional <laughs> rodeo clown. His name's J.J. Harrison. Hey, J.J. Oh,
5: good morning.
0: Good morning. Now, which was worse, teaching middle school or being a rodeo clown? He has a
5: common question that I get. People are like, which one's more dangerous? And, you know, when you're in a middle school classroom, you don't have a barrel to hide in, so I'm going to go with those <laughs> and teach <in> middle school.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought your answer would be. We used to do shows. We had an acting company, and the middle schoolers were always the toughest. They were always the toughest. Well,
5: um, you I know... I love it, though. You know, I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. The, the energy that comes out of a middle school classroom is contagious, and so it, it's... And that, you know the thing about a middle schooler—they're—they're they're old enough to argue with you, but they're too stupid to win. You know? <laughs> kind of makes an adult feel smart when you got that going. On.
1: Did you? I would sa- think that there's like this this turning point, right? Maybe when you walk in the classroom, it's like, oh, middle school. But then I think with your energy and what you know, you probably get it going the right direction, and you probably have a ton of fun.
5: Really, I mean, I think teaching any age right now in, in in our world is it's you're in the entertainment industry, you're entertaining kids yeah. and when they're not ready for it and don't see it coming. You slip a little learning in, you know. And uh, <laughs>
6: yeah. uh,
5: we're we're competing with so many different social media's and and iPads and TVs and movies and all of the different uh interests that that can hold a kid's attention. And so, you know, I think teachers are up against a wall, and and uh, you know, it takes work and it takes dedication you kind of got to really love it cuz you're not paid enough
0: but 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 it is a steady paycheck so you went from a steady paycheck you know with with the uh, benefits and vacations and stuff to doing what you're doing now that had to be a transition just on the financial side and just mentally
5: oh yeah yeah scary scary you know you're you're going from like you said the, the benefits and and uh, you know, you had insurance.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of nice thing.
5: <laughs> now, now I'm a rodeo clown pilot, so uh, yeah, everybody wants to insure that guy. But <laughs> yeah. uh it you know it, it was uh it was scary waiting for the phone to ring. But uh what I told myself when I first started, I said if I can make my entire teaching salary in the three month summer, I can match them. And I felt comfortable to step away, and and I did it my first year. Oh wow! And so I felt like you know, okay, there's there's obviously money to be made, and, and I can make this work, and and it worked out really good. And, you know, I think um, one of the one of the benefits to my job now is that um, I, I get I get out. I'm seeing this country. I mean, I've zigzagged across it probably fifteen, twenty times, and
0: <laughs> yeah. you know,
5: it's really a, it's really a fun job. I mean, everywhere I go. You got to think about my job. Everywhere I go, it's their biggest weekend of the year. Mm. You know, they've been waiting all year for this one weekend. You get all these volunteer hours. Uh, you know, everybody's been putting in the work, and then here comes the weekend, and it's Wednesday or Thursday or whenever it starts, and everybody's excited, and you show up, and they're even more excited because now you're there, and the event goes off, and it's great, and you know, as soon as it's time to clean the porta potties, well, I'm already off to the next one, so <laughs> right, it's, it's easy to that energy up, you know, it
0: really is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Tara, you're going to need to unplug for us, Tara, here for a second. Did um, you? Tara, can, can you unplug your mic for a second? Um, so, uh, yeah, and, you know, I didn't think about the fact that you're there. This is really the highlight. This is what people look forward to every year. We did live shows for a long time. And I'll tell you one thing I do miss about doing the radio part is you do miss, I do miss that energy and feedback that comes from the audience,
5: Yes. Oh my gosh. And that's, that's kind of my thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of radio clowns will have a, a big act that they do and it's a kind of a, a scripted thing, but it, it, you know, it's got a, a flow to it and it's phenomenal. It's great. And they're funny, but I don't, I don't really have that. Uh, my whole world lives and dies on the audience. Um, I, you know, I think so much of, of fresh comedy is playing with a situation that develops Right in front of everybody, and so you know, there's always going to be something at every show. You've got to have that that guy or that girl that can can find a piece, a nugget, and just roll with it and keep it going. And uh, you, you know, I, I mean, I had a, a great. I was just in Poway, California last weekend, um, and I had a, a couple of really fun uh fans that were just nuts. And so what would happen is that any time that there would be a lull or something down, I would revert back right to them and, and, you know, kind of what well, the audience would feel like it was, the comedy was developed right in front of them, you know, and that was, that's the best way to me. That's the funniest situation. It's always those, um, those stories that you end up saying, Oh, you had to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what
5: I want my comedy to be like, <laughs> I want it to be funny, but you know what? You got to be there. We want you to buy the ticket and come to see it.
0: Well, you guys really truly are the ultimate improv comics. I mean, we were trained in improv all those years ago, but you are. You're just doing improv the whole time, and you are constantly, we did the same thing. We were always looking for those couple of people in the audience that could really make or break your show.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're we're stand-up comedians on the most dangerous stage in America.
0: I was going to
1: say, Glenn, did you do your improv of... with a bull?
0: No, I didn't have a bull attacking me at the time. No, that's that is that is a difference. <laughs>
5: <Okay>. <laughs> well, if, if you think about it, you know, a stand-up comedian can stand up there. And he's going to have he's going to be able to have timing. He's going to be able to have a delivery. So some of his jokes might not be words. They might just be a look. You know. Well, but with my job and any rodeo clown's job, it's you're tootling along in the rodeo. Everything's going good. All of a sudden you get a, a horse laid down to shoot or a, a calf, um, you know, lays down or something. And, and so you, you need to fill time. And so you get a, a shoot boss or something. They look at you and go, you're wrong. Do something. Be funny. And so then you go into something. And about the time you get to your punchline, that's when old, old, old Joseph says, okay. We're good to go. Shut up. Let's go. We're <laughs> back to the rodeo. So you've got to have really quick little quippets, little things that are just funny. And, and uh, you know, that's why a lot of my stuff is real short, quick, snappy. And, and uh, you know, if I get it all the way out, great. If I don't, you just got to let it go. I probably get to say 10% of the comedy that comes through my head during a rodeo. That's
2: mm. it.
1: <laughs> Did you grow up doing rodeo? Like my, you're around that environment? My mother
5: is a, I, I was around the environment a lot. Um, we had horses growing up. My mother is an attorney. My stepfather is a Superior Court judge. <laughs> um, so they are so proud of their. I bet.
0: <laughs> their edu- their master's yeah, degree educated you know, son. <laughs>
5: yeah, they are really appreciating that Washington State diploma I got that they had to pay for. <laughs> but, you know. I, the thing about parents, good parents support their kids, no matter if they're going to be ballerinas or rodeo clowns. And, you know, I think that, uh, I've always been supported. They've always said, you know, I, I wanted to be a smoke jumper. I wanted to, you know, everything I wanted to do, my mom redirected me back to you going to college. Um, you know, of course you're, you're young, you're going to be an athlete. I'm going to be a professional athlete. And <laughs> that works out, you know? And then, uh, I just always had mom kind of redirecting me and, and, uh, you know, it was a weird conversation when I came back and and told them, you know, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to be a rodeo clown. I think I'm going <laughs> to try this. Uh, because they're not typically rodeo people. Nobody in my family is really rodeo. I had an uncle that, uh, that broke colds. And uh, we've always just been small-town people. We've always just been, uh, you know, kind of grew up around it and uh, enjoyed rodeo. But uh, they, they don't understand the travel. I mean, the, the travel, I'll, there's times I'll drive you know, to get down here, I live in Washington state and to get down to, to San Diego where I'm at right now, that's a, you know, 18, 20 hour drive. And, uh, you know, they don't understand that part of it. They don't understand the, the, the drive, the, the the travel that, uh, you got to put in to do this job because there isn't a rodeo. You know, a lot of people think you work one rodeo a year. Theirs, right. They think, yeah. well, we saw him in Ellensburg, so he must just live in Ellensburg, do Ellensburg's rodeo and that, and that's all he does. But, they don't realize that I've, you know, been in Jackson, Tennessee and, and Hobbs, New Mexico and, and Sheridan, Wyoming and sisters, Oregon, you know what I mean? So there's, there's a lot of travel that goes with it. And I feel like I need to, to, you know, marry like a little photographer girl or something just to document where I go because I mean, it's, it's so cool. The things that I've seen and, and, uh, you know, I, I I've just got so many mental pictures in my head, that it, uh, it, it'd be nice to, to put together like a photo album or
0: something. Have
1: a slideshow, yeah, yeah. slideshow. Nice, yeah.
5: nice, beautiful photographer girl. You know any?
0: Yeah, we'll, <laughs> I, we'll work on that. Okay.
1: Yeah, everybody's there got a go. phone these days, JJ. Everybody uses their phones for cameras. You, sh- you should be able to find one.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: There's, uh, there's nothing like a good camera, though.
1: True. Did you that that picture on your Facebook page that Matt Cohen took is pretty awesome. Of the
5: you, Matt a, yeah, Matt's a great photographer. He he's funny. Which one did you look at?
1: The but, one that you're being drugged through the mud.
5: It's oh, okay. Dog. So that is uh, that's happened a couple times in my career <laughs> when uh, when you're in a rodeo and and you know you guys are horse people, so you can understand that there there are times even at a rodeo where it's just unsafe. It's just unsafe and and. <laughs> Stock contractors don't want to buck their horses through it. Um, you know, cowboys don't want to compete in it. They don't want to at the risk of injuring an animal. So you become the show. And uh, that was in Cloves, California. That was their 100 year uh, celebration. And, you know, lucky for them, I think God kind of gave them the, the rainstorm of the century on, on their 100 year because they'd already pre sold every single ticket there but it rained for three straight days. And, uh, you know, I just, I said, look, we need to sell the rodeo. And I think what I need to do is just ski through this. And so, uh, <laughs> I, I was being drugged by a horse, you know, the pickup man. I said, look, just take me through this puddle. Let's do this. And I started on my feet and I used to dirt ski behind yeah. horses till I blew my hip and knee and back out. But, uh, immediately, you know, he caught and I whipped me down onto my belly and I just didn't let go. And Matt, uh, Matt's got a way of being in the right spot at the right time to catch those kind of images. And yeah. I think good photographers are pretty cool.
1: Yeah. What do, you, and do you, Yeah, go ahead, oh, sorry. Sir. Do you go ahead of time? Like back when I did a little bit of stuff with the rodeo, the rodeo clowns would come in early and do some outreach in the communities and different hospitals and stuff like that. Is that still something you guys do?
5: Absolutely. A lot yeah. of that is uh set up through the committee now so they'll know when we're getting into town. Um you know, our our schedules are pretty tight, so we're uh we're kinda cruising um uh, from one to the other, but I'm a you know, I'm a school teacher, so naturally uh the first thing I did when I started this job was figure out a way to get back into classrooms and I do anti bullying assemblies and
3: uh oh, that's awesome. You know,
5: my I kinda developed I developed two main thoughts and and, uh, not that I'm any smarter than anybody else, but I I wanted to to really distinguish two differences because I tease people for a living. That's what I do. I tease myself. I tease (laughs) others. Um, and, and, you know, that's how I make a living. And so I wanted to really distinguish the difference between teasing and bullying. Mm. And so I talk about, you know, the balance of power that's been around forever and, you know, your friends. So you tease your friends, uh, it becomes a bullying situation when it's repetitive and you're not friends with that person. Mm. And then the second thing I wanted to do was, which, which as a teacher, the thing I saw the most was it wouldn't get reported. It wouldn't get, you know, mm. when he would talk about it because nobody wants to be a tattletale and being a tattletale is a bad thing. So in my assembly, I, you know, I raised hand. how many of you want to be a tattletale? And of course, nobody raised their hand. I said, that's fine. Being a tattletale is a bad thing. But we talked about when you're teasing somebody and they, report or they tell on you they're a tattletale. Fine. I'm not gonna argue with that because that's the way society looks at it. So you tattletale when someone's teasing you, but you report it when somebody's bullying. And so it, it changes it. It's what you guys are doing right now. You're reporters. We're trying to get the behavior out, get it into as many people's hands as possible, because uh, the more people that know about bullying behavior, the better chance we are gonna get to stop it.
0: I'm turning terror in today. Uh, she's been uh, bullying me forever. So I'm going to do she's that. She's been on a watch
5: list for a while.
6: Though,
0: so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I I think that's awesome. I, I feel like if there was one thing that could really make a huge difference in society, it would be the bullying thing. So I didn't know that that's a message that you delivered. That's awesome. That is great. Thank you.
5: Well, well I i'm not a hero but i feel like yeah. we need more role models in our sports
0: well you know, they're going to look up to right you now, knowing what you it. do kids are going to look up to you and that that makes a world of difference uh it really does now i got one more question before we have to let you go and that is everybody in rodeo aspires aspires to be in las vegas in december at the nfr and i know the clowns do too are you going yeah. this year
5: I don't know yet. I've I've done the rodeo. Um, I've had the honor of being there. Um, I will be down in Las Vegas no matter what. I work at the MGM Grand and host all their parties, and and uh, so I'm I'm there for the duration. So it'll be you know 17 days in Vegas in, in uh, December. But uh, we we get voted on, and uh, right now I'm uh, just got the phone call. I'm in the top five, and and that's always a, an honor and. Um, You know, there's a lot of really good guys in this industry, and a lot of funny people, and and a lot of talent, and a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, politics and anything. And so you kind of, you kind of navigate it, and you try your best to to get the job, but you better not uh, set your career on it, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that may happen once, may happen ten times, but uh, you just kind of let the chips fall where they may. And uh, but either way, I think it's our Super Bowl and. One of those things where I really encourage people if you've never been um to to Las Vegas for the NFR or the Wrangler National Finals I should call it, um, uh, come down. Come check it out. We take uh we take over Vegas. We really yeah. do. Everywhere you go you're gonna find a cowboy hat and all the the casinos uh, kinda cater to the cowboy. I know the NGM Grand does a phenomenal job of putting together shows and concerts that are free and and uh you know activities. So Yeah, it's an amazing
1: amazing production of the whole town, much less the rodeo. So it's really cool.
0: Well, that was uh, J.J. Harrison. We had him on last year. We hope you enjoyed uh, revisiting a little bit of the chat we had with him. He's just such a fun guy and obviously a very intelligent man who's out doing what he loves to do. Um, And we're going to take a break right now before we get to Baxter Black. We're going to get him on the line and we're going to take a break right now and uh, hear about Amigo because it's that time of year.
4: Another long, tough fly season is right around the corner. And the only choice for this fly season are the Amigo range of fly sheets because they're built tough and feature the latest in design comfort, bug busting technology and sun protecting fabrics and the amigo range has a fly sheet for every budget from the amigo bug buster vamoose with no fly zone to the amigo bug rug fly sheet find amigo fly sheets at your local or online retailer or you can visit horsewear.com. That's horseware.com that's horseware h-o-r-s-e-w-a-r-e.com
0: In the world of horse racing and elite equestrian sports, it's all about how to prepare and repair. Ice Vibe is a truly portable and highly efficient circulation therapy system for your horse. Before activity, prepare to prevent damage by using the Ice Vibe's vibration pads. Repair after the event by using the unique combination of cold packs and vibration to minimize swelling and encourage blood flow. And because it's battery powered, Ice Vibe is truly portable. The essential and affordable tool to prepare and repair. Ice Vibe. You can find out more details about Ice Vibe at ice-vibe.com or horseware.com. Or ask your local tax shop or online supplier for more information about Ice Vibe Circulation Therapy from Horseware. Well, we thank Horseware for being a continued sponsor of the Western episode here on Horses in the Morning. We appreciate that. Uh, so, Tara, what we're we're going to? Uh, Jennifer's getting Baxter on right now, actually. But it was so good to hear from JJ. I, you know, sometimes we interview so many people that I forget how good some of these interviews really are and how cool these people are. Oh, Tara, we don't have you. I don't know. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Hello. hello. Oh, are you on mute? There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I I really enjoyed JJ and learning more about. About his message when he came on that time, and I actually have been trying to find his schedule because he's one that I'd like to see in action in person. So, yes,
0: I mean he would yeah. be a lot of fun to see. I think you know these rodeo clowns; they all have their own personalities. Some obviously, like uh, most entertainers, are funnier than others, uh, but they're all brave. <laughs> That's for sure. <totally> yeah, <laughs> one thing they all have in common: they're a little nuts. You know. Uh, yeah, all
1: right. Oh, you got
0: him. Yes, I think we do. Okay. So we, for the first time, you know, we've had 7,000 guests on the show, and I don't know if he's been ignoring him, us or we just haven't asked. But uh, we finally, and this has been requested by many of our auditors, specifically Lindsey Roush, who has been asking us forever, and I think we just finally uh, got it done. So we have Baxter Black on. He's a cowboy poet, former large animal veterinarian, and most of all, an entertainer. We love entertainers on the show. With over one million books and audios, Sold a weekly column, a weekly radio program, a weekly television program. He is a true entertainer. great Scott, great Scott. stop it. Uh, <laughs> stop
1: you know, the, it. I
0: didn't get to the one I love the most is Johnny Carson. Oh, How I'm many sorry. times were you on Carson? uh Six. Wow, <laughs> that's good. Johnny never invites anybody back unless he liked them. And so well, you, uh, you were on the list. Yes.
6: Well, he was kind to me. Bless his heart.
0: Did he invite you to the couch? You were on the couch. Uh,
6: I never left the couch. Oh, good. <laughs> I, yeah, I just went over and sat on that chair beside him, and and uh, you know, the mo- I guess most of the pro- performers got out on the stage, but uh, I just came through the curtain and shook his hand and sat down.
0: How nervous were you the first time for that?
6: Yes, I was. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I was. Uh, The first time I was there, I was scared to death, and so I'm I'm going to do this poem, and I'm walking around in the back before the show starts, and I'm saying this poem over and over and over to myself. And a lady stops me, and she said, Are you all right? And I said, Well, I'm just worried I'm just going to mess up my poem. She said, Well, duh, we can get a teleprompter, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
4: So did you use one?
6: And I said, I don't need no stinking teleprompter. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, that was the attitude. I think that there's several good cowboy poets on there and ladies, and I don't think any of them uh, used any um, reading or teleprompter. It's in your brain.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
6: When there's a little... But when you're risking a little something, you just do better.
0: That's true. I, or 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 it goes totally the other way. I've had that happen on stage too, where you just are blank. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It is almost true, though. It's like anything else, right? I mean, you've done so much stuff. It's like anything else. When you walk out there and finally start, then you're then you're going. Then it's fine. It's just that that first step mm-hmm. out there.
6: Well, I, you know one of uh, the things I did, I maybe not consciously, but when I went out there, I did not have something prepared to say until I get into my routine, and so I just walk out there and I would talk to him like I'd see him on the street, and yeah, maybe three minutes or two minutes, or and uh, then we I'd slide into my program. So I didn't ever walk in on the stage knowing the first sentence I was going to say.
0: So how's that? <laughs> you've you've done so many things between the books and the, the columns and the radio program and the television and all of that. What, what What is the thing that you look back on and go, well, that is something that, That I truly loved doing. I mean, you probably love doing all of it, but is there something that stands out that was your highlight? I mean, we all have that highlight as entertainers of the thing that was just the perfect thing.
6: When you walk
0: out there and they clap. (laughs) (laughs) And then I found when you leave and they clap. That's also a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's right.
6: Well, (laughs) what what was that deal if they stand up and and uh, clap and go, and come to you, or, what was that? If you get up, they, it's better to have them get up and leave than to have to get up and de- attack you. <laughs> so. That's yeah. true.
0: That's true.
6: Well, I, th- I uh, uh, have a I uh, can't call it a ranch, except it's 20 sections. you know how much your section is?
0: Hmm. How big is
1: a section? It's a mile-by-mile.
6: Mile. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, you, yes, you did it. Is that you, Tara?
1: <laughs> yes.
6: Did you do good, good in math?
1: No, yes, actually. It's... Well, I should have done better, but...
6: <laughs> well, couldn't we all...
1: Yeah. Anyway,
6: it, it's one of those grazing leases where you... Um, I guess you're actually paying for the grass. And I have a partner, and I've... Uh, for many years... And I'm not on the road anymore in that sense, as a but I've got all this media stuff going on that you were reading, so that uh Anna got my cows and and with cows, there's always horses mm.
1: <laughs> what kind yeah. of cows what kind of cows do you raise?
6: uh well, the breeding is called uh n t s none the same. <laughs> <laughs> Too big. Let, let, me, uh, that's, let me. That's a registered a breed, of... I think. Yeah, that is. It's uh, highly regarded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
6: And I'm down on the Mexican border, about uh, sixty miles north. And uh, I had a. Let me find it. Ah, oh, yes. I have uh, a lady from um, CSI Blankets. You're familiar with them?
0: Yes, I am. Yep.
6: Okay, down there in Missouri, and they're using a little something that uh, so- sometimes people pick out something of mine and want to use it, and so they're ha- they're going to have some sort of a, a program where, uh, and it's called it was called a, ho- a horse matters, and this isn't funny, but I'll just give you a taste and. And so she wanted to use this as one of their uh, bills. Okay. A horse matters. There is just some country where horseback is the only way to get the job done. Places where the four-wheelers is a four-poor second, not to mention a noisy track leaving unnatural conveyance. And besides, it's hard to throw a rope from a four-wheel Helicopters can spot and scare, but if you what you need, you're helpless if, hey, if you're out there trying to doctor a calf. Knowing you're on the perfect tool for the job. You look at a horse different when he's on the payroll. And I like being a person uh, to whom a horse matters. Puts me in such good company. Robert E. Lee, Teddy Roosevelt, Rudyard Kipling, Ray Hunt... Queen Elizabeth, Jerry Diaz, Casey Tibbs, so many. Granted, being a horse person doesn't make me easier to get along with or better at spelling or richer. It simply gives me a direct connection to one of the most ancient, mutually beneficial interspecies relationships on the planet. Winston Churchill said there is something about a man uh, there is something about the outside of a horse that is good for the inside of a man. I like being there when a horse matters. When you can't do the job alone. A cow in a bog a race against time. A boulder to move. A detour to take. A mountain to cross. A crevice to leap. A war to win. A sweetheart to impress. And when you've gone too far to walk Back, <laughs> Shakespeare's King Richard the Third said, "When fate hung in the balance, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse." I've come to believe you either are a horse person or you aren't. Many who are never know it because they never have a chance. It's a primitive acceptance, often mutual, a lack of fear. You see it in some children when they are first introduced to the horse. It always gives me a sense of wonder to be there and help them make their first acquaintance. I believe that horse can sense the child's innate trust. It is the beginning of a natural bond. And I count myself very lucky that I get to be a part of what a wonderful world of horse sweat, soft noses, close calls, and twilight on the trail. I like living a life
0: where a horse matters. Hmm. And, of course, all of okay. our listeners are horse people and could relate to everything you just said. Yeah, that's right. Well, I,
6: I didn't make it up,
0: but I've been with horses for so long. Uh, you
6: guys have been bucked off. Have I've you, been. Have, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yes. It, it, everybody's been <laughs> bucked off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you I think it's Remington has the painting, um, A Bronc to Breakfast. I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Today? Yeah, I. I no, not today, but uh, <laughs> two or three years ago, and just laid me out flat. You know, when the horse is bucking, and Francisco said, I went pretty far. He said, uh, <laughs> you, you looked like a rodeo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and...
6: Uh, and and i wrote the part where he was bucking and and then when he really said he's uh well whatever he did spring um i i was uh, holding on to the rain and i thought if i had the rain i was going to have have some attachment but you know what a slingshot like um, David killed Goliath with. Yeah, you used to yeah. play with, just, with those as a it kid. Yes. Cir- yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Circumferential. <laughs> you're, just, you're out on the end of this thing. I held on to the reins when I should have probably let him go. And uh, j- just like that swing and that slingshot, I was out, out on the end where the rock is. <laughs> so I just Ooh. arced over the top of it and landed flat on my back.
0: Is this recent? But,
6: okay. <laughs> no. It, well, it was like three years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's still. the horse,
6: I'd, I'd <laughs> been for ten years, or uh, one year. I'd, I'd had the horse. He was a ten-year-old horse, and he, and uh, I did a job uh, for uh, all those big Chris Cox and Martin Black and all those guys, and and I said, no, I'll donate to the cause, and. And oh, let us give you something. Well, I said, get me a horse. <laughs> well, these are horse people, so it took him <laughs> a took them a little time to figure out. Oh, he really meant it. Um, and that horse I had uh, for a whole year rode him. He was just so good, and boy, he did whack me on the ground.
1: Was this? Did you get that horse from the Horsemen's Reunion? Is that the event?
6: I got the yes. Well, uh, yeah. it wasn't an event. They did, that's how they paid me. I said, I said, Yeah. And, you know, I do ranch work. That's where our horses go.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, we've I got
6: was- uh, Br- Bronco is one. Um, Bravo is another one. Jose is another one. They're all Spanish. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, that we have a good one, Palomino, and he's a good horse that Francisco made, and he's named uh, Copper or Copper.
1: <laughs> so I well, I heard you do uh, one of your poems at the Horsemen's Union there about team ropers, and uh, did you used to team rope, or have you just watched enough to be able to to tell the story?
6: Uh, no, I have. Uh it's one of those things that, that life has given me the opportunity to be a part of a lot of things and seldom good at any.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, I team I up, but I never was, um, you know, professional.
1: So and, were, you, uh, were you a header or well, a healer? I,
6: well, I'm left-handed. Oh. So you're condemned. Yes. Uh, my dad didn't rope. My dad played music. And um, I came in, he came in one night, about I was about 13, come home from work. And I had taken one of his guitars and turned the strings upside down so I could play it left handed. <laughs> and, and he said, uh, um, Put that back the way it came. And I said, Why? He said, So you could learn to play it right handed. I said, "Well, why do I need to do that?" He said, "You can always borrow someone else's instrument."
0: That's, that's mm, true. There you go. <laughs>
6: and, it's, and being a left-handed healer is the same because you can't. You, all the horses are trained to go the wrong way for me.
1: Yeah, and I'm
6: thrown from the wrong side. <laughs> so, um, yes, they. there's
0: you, Baxter, I got I, I've
6: been a part of a lot of things. You, have, you have, have you found out about Liz Huey yet
0: no it doesn't ring a bell
6: well she will ring a bell
1: oh for uh, the the Huey the ropes Huey
6: no oh,
1: okay. is, i changed
6: i changed its subject read the uh, reviews in the latest western horseman and it's uh, she's got three little books now it's hard to believe a story about barney and it's a it's an oddest thing She's a mule packer, young lady, and goes on all that stuff and 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 it's really good little book for kids and big books too. So I'm putting in a plug for Liz.
0: Cool. Well, I got to ask you, and I know we're we're limited on time, but I, you've been you've seen media change. You know, you've been in entertainment for so long, and you've seen media change through the years. And now you're talking on a podcast, talk about changing media, right? Um, so, a live podcast, which is even different, more different. But what are you concerned that uh, cowboy poets are going away? That that things are changing. What What are you concerned about in the world you've grown up through?
6: Well, um, I, I guess I'll put it this way: uh, I, I came out of an age that, if you were smart and could do things um, with numbers, you are, fell right into those computers, and you just they, they it's your life. But someone like me, who has an out, outside job and uh, have very little interest in knowing how a computer runs. And so I, it took me a long time. Right now, I'm to the stage where I got a cell phone three years ago. So that'll give you a clue. <laughs> um,
0: you're you're I've modern now. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, you know, I can find, uh, what is it, Go, Goober, Goobel, Go, Goober yeah. Google, Goober, whatever it is. Yeah. I can find <laughs> things on that. <it>. But what <laughs> happens is, and this is the truth. Uh, and it answers your question. Uh, there could be thousands and thousands of people who know how to work a computer, but somebody has to think up stuff to put on it
0: <laughs>
6: and that's that's me, and that's you yeah you you figured out something this this should work, and you didn't worry about um, not knowing how to work the computer and and I'm to the point now where I'm do, in a I've had some really good luck because I was in places in my life when the times were good, and books right off the bat when I first got in in entertaining, I was a vet for thirteen years, and the uh, first thing I published outside of my speaking, I books, and I started doing that, and and uh, I've sold uh, well, a million books and 250 of the videos and all that. We keep track of all this stuff. But it was a right at a time where people were reading, and Barnes and & Noble was good. And and nowadays, uh, that doesn't even matter unless you want to get coffee. And then <laughs> the next thing that, that I said, well, if I can do the make a uh, column, well, that, that was the very th- first thing I started. I wrote the start ride... Right, Start, started writing a column and then you could do a lot of things with it and then if I said if I can do this with a column I can take this column and put it on the radio. So I did. And that time came and I got on I was on 20 NPR for 20 years and so I could do that and uh, and then the next step and that was radio I have a radio program I am my own and then uh, you just go a little further and television is there waiting out there for you and so i started uh, making that even before the uh, rfd but i didn't have a market for it and then they they jumped right out of the side of a cliff and say hey we got a tv show and all these things came along at the right time in my life and uh, so here i am left with all this what I call media.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you have a lot I of it do com- too.
6: Com- commercials and and I, I do it with good people. That's your key.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. we we thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. I, again, I don't know how we've missed having you on all these years, but uh, we definitely want to have you back. And good luck with everything you're doing now. You know, you must know Dan Roberts, right? This. Entertainer. Well, Dan, I'm going to play. We always play a song, and it's going to be right after this. And it's so perfect that you set up the one song that everybody loves of his called cowhand.com. And I don't know if you ever heard it, but it's about technology and how it's changed the world of cowboys. So I think it's just perfect to play that after you're done. Well, I'll be honored. Well,
6: (laughs) or Dan will be honored.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Baxter. We appreciate it. Baxterblack.com is where you can find his website. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you. Okay.
0: Bye. And we want to thank Lindsay Roush, too, for, for bugging us and bugging us. And uh, we, uh, we were finally able to get, Denise was finally able to get the interview done. But, uh, God, what a history he has.
1: Just, oh, yeah,
0: for sure. He's done everything. And now he still has a couple hundred cows he takes care of out there, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't know what that was he was talking about, not being from the Western world. So do you, About what? Uh, the squares or whatever he said?
1: Yeah, a section. So a section. like you'll have a, a section of land. So he says, do you know how many acres that is? Well, it's it's a mile long by a mile wide. So it's a mile by mile. That's what a section is. So,
0: so he has 20 of those. So that's 20 miles by 20 miles?
1: Yes, yes. essentially. So,
0: here's a, trying to do math yeah. again.
1: <laughs> and you, you need that many <laughs> in Arizona because it's like...
0: yeah. Cactus. One one
1: one one cow per cow per yeah. Three, yeah. For
0: thirty acres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: More than, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well let's uh let's let's hear a little Dan Roberts and cowhand.com dot com, just what uh Baxter was talking about.
2: On to this brand new ranch. It was owned by a bunch of fancy pants, but they did have several high dollar trucks and trailers. Well there was barns and pens. It was under construction, and I was informed by phone I'd received my instruction in a video arriving in a padded mailer. It said sort the cows in pen eleven, then bring us a tags so we can scan them. And I didn't have a clue, but I took a sack full of them to headquarters. There was a lady at a computer typing in numbers, and the more she typed, the more I felt dumber. And she said, yep, 501's too old. Got to go back and sort her. <laughs> I replied, I ain't no cowhand, cowhand.com. I don't know where I just landed. Scroll me back to where I'm from. Because I don't need no printout telling me that it's time to wean. Never seen a cow." Pulled by a machine, and this information highway keeps my pony sore and lean. I ain't no cow hand dot com Well, my security pass slash photo ID opened the gate and picked out a horse for me, and you punch in a code and it'd start an automatic feeder. <laughs> Of course, you still had to step over what them cows was downloading and you did a hair analysis with a digital modem and put a cow up on the screen, it'd tell you which bull's going to breed her. Well, then they give me this laptop from my saddlebags and it got dusty out riding dragon. I knew the boss was going to have my hide. Well, they said just boot it up, open the windows, something about a mouse and a bunch of menus, so I hauled off and kicked it. I kept the windows closed cause it was freezing outside I ain't no cowhand, cowhand.com I don't know where I just landed, scroll me back to where I'm from Cause I don't need no printout telling me which stall to clean Never seen a horse shot by a machine this information highway keeps my pony soaring lean. I ain't no cowhand dot com. Well, then they start talking downsizing and linking up. I told them I was heading for the tall and the uncut. They could stick that pinium right in their AOL. There's fax and emails and hazing the web And they even had a megabyte ram That sounds inbred I reckon those people wouldn't know the difference Between a hard drive and a paper trail I ain't no cowhand Cowhand.com Don't need no information Highway to get back to where I'm from And I don't need no printout telling me Which colt is green Never seen a bronc Broke by a machine. Besides, this little cell phone just don't fit good in my jeans. I ain't no Cowhand. dot com. I ain't no HTTP colon backslash backslash and all one word, all little letters. www. Cowhand. com. Yeah, that's what you get when you try to cross one of them computers with a cowboy.
4: Well, there you have it. And this song today was brought to you by Dan Roberts, which you can find his music at danroberts.net and also on CD Baby. It was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit's Shoulder Relief Cinch. The total saddle fit shoulder relief cinch improves saddle fit and horse comfort and how do you does it how does it do that you ask well the center of the cinch sits on your horse's natural girth groove while the sides are set back to attach the latigos further back and prevent the saddle from being pulled into the shoulders additionally the unique shape allows for more elbow clearance and your horse will be happier i can guarantee it the shoulder relief cinch uses an interchangeable liner system so one cinch can be used with a limestone neoprene, wool felt, or wool fleece for easy cleaning and customization. Because some horses like sticky, some horses like furry, and some like horses just like padded. Additional liners can be purchased separately from the cinches. You can find Total Saddle Fit shoulder relief cinch at your local tack and feet supplier. Or you can go online to totalsaddlefit.com. And Glenn, next month I'm going to make you do this ad. Because total saddle fit, (laughs) shoulder relief cinch is one of the most difficult five words, six words, that you're ever going to say all in a
1: row. I'm glad you said it because I was thinking it. I thought, wow, that is
0: impressive. Good job. Total saddle
4: fit, shoulder relief cinch.
0: You did such a great job. We're going to let you do it again. Yeah. And thank you to uh, Total Saddlefit, who's been a sponsor of ours for probably five or six years now. So we really appreciate them. And the cinch is like one of the most popular cinches out there now. It is just selling like crazy. So um, I know he has a trouble keeping up with the orders on that. Well, now we're going to go to our next guest.
1: So we'd like to... Uh, Welcome Chris Jeter with us today. Uh, He's a show manager for several different associations. He's a judge, uh, but I asked him to come on the show today because there's a really unique event that's coming up next weekend, and uh, we've seen a ton of popularity and growth in ranch horse events in the Western world, and uh, they've got an event coming up next weekend that's, that's really quite unique. So I asked Chris if he would come on and visit with us about it. So welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining us this morning.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Where are you located, Chris? Where are you based out of?
3: I, I, I live in uh, Perrin, Texas, which is northwest of Weatherford, Texas.
1: Okay. And so can you tell us a little bit about the Allbreed Ranch Work Championship that's coming up next weekend? Just kind of how it works and how you guys came up with it. And
3: Well, David Dillon and I were on a plane going to do a judges seminar when we came up with this. We had talked about all the things going on in the ranch horse industry and you have the stock horse of texas aqha apha and everything It was it's still a show of sorts and we felt like there was a lot of people that wanted a chance instead of winning points or or, or prizes. prize necessarily wanted an opportunity to win money and <laughs> you know the, the uh, show roper has the U the world series of open we wanted to create something that was kind of that type of event for the ranch work, but we wanted it to be authentic ranch work. Yeah. So we came up with these four classes, and we have our our four events. We have our ranch work, which is kind of a ranch riding ranch trail, but it doesn't have obstacles. It's not an extreme trail. It's the obstacles you would find on a ranch. Have to swing a rope, drag drag a log, things like that. Then we have our our ranch cutting which is like a like a cutting, but it's two minutes and two cows. Uh you work two cows in two minutes and it's what you do on a ranch. You go in and, and cut out cut out a sick cow or a cow you needed to ship or a dry cow. So it it's based on that. Uh then we have a ranch roping class. And our ranch roping is you'll walk into a herd of numbered cattle. We'll call out a number and you'll have two minutes to position that cow where you can rope it, either around the head and horns or around the feet, or the hind feet, uh, with a breakaway hondo. And we did the breakaway hondo so that people that wanted to come in and rope, but a lot of people are worried about getting hurt or getting injured or just aren't comfortable roping, this way they can get to show their ability to rope, and, and yet it simplifies it. It makes it a little more uh, comfortable for a lot of people. And then we have our ranch cow work class, and that's where we're going We turn a cow into the arena, and you'll box or hold that cow on one end. You'll drive it down the arena and box or hold it on the other end. Drive it back down the arena. Once you cross the center, you'll either circle the cow once each way or rope and stop the cow. And these are things you would do on a ranch. Uh, We didn't want it to be like the cow horse. There's already cow horse shows. We didn't want it to be like the versatility uh, shows per se. We want it to be something unique that everyone can come participate in. And then on it, top of that, we're using, we're using a D system to to place this class like the barrel racers do. So, so, can, if, so you're when winning, if your win and run was a 75, then that would be your 1D. And then we'll drop down uh, uh, four points, I believe it is. To a seventy-one for your two D winner and a sixty-seven for your three D winner. So and does so that this mean this creates more winners within the class?
1: So does that mean to be one class? So we instead of having sometimes open riders or amateur riders, everybody's in one class, and then you break it out into divisions based upon scoring. Is that right?
3: Based upon pace bomb yes, ma'am. We uh we we everyone can go at once, and because we think. Our thought was that leveling it by open or amateur and non-pro, instead of leveling it on what you do for a living, we're going to level it for what your talent is that day.
1: Yeah. Well, there's plenty of times that because, sometimes the open and the amateur, they're, they're competing head-to-head. They're just in different classes. You know, they're riding, doing well, a great show. and
3: the, There's a lot of amateurs uh, that, uh, uh, let's be honest, are, are better hands than a lot of the professionals.
0: Mm -hmm. And if
3: they have the best (laughs) run that day, they ought to be the one day, one D winner. Yeah. And, and, and so if you're rewarded on what you do that day, it eliminates a lot of the perception. Well, so-and-so has a great horse or so-and-so, uh, you know, they went out and bought them a great horse. Well, good for them. We want those people to be comfortable too. And, and it's based on what they did. You might have a great horse and have a bad ride. So maybe you fall down into the 3D because of your score it's a, it's the most level playing field we could create.
1: Yeah. So when you I one of the things that when we first heard now what year I'm just going to backtrack for a second if I could. What okay. is this your second year doing this event or is this your this first? Is, this, is,
3: this is this is this is the inaugural event. This is the okay. very first event. Okay. Now we, two day two days prior we're doing a 4D fencing and boxing challenge.
1: Okay. And that's and your West, second Weston year.
3: Horseman's fun well this is our second year western horseman sponsors that
1: yeah and if you could and so what's what's unique about that fencing and boxing challenge in comparison to
3: the 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 fencing and boxing challenge it's it's based on a cow horse event obviously but we have no rain work we pay it on a 2 day average uh we're doing a 4d breakdown on it instead of a 3d so we pay a little deeper uh and anyone can enter there. Again, it's 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 not based on what you do for a living. Anyone can enter the boxing. They can enter the the fence challenge. They can do both. They can enter multiple times. It 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 doesn't matter. If you enter multiple times, we'll give you a a designated number for each run. And so that's how we'll manage that. So the but fence is unique in that it lets the. Go ahead.
1: Oh sorry. So the fencing, when you say fencing and boxing, so the event that you talked about, the ranch cow work, where you box, drive, box, drive, and then you circle a rope. Is your fencing challenge mm-hmm. is that is that like your boxing challenge and then your fencing actually involves the, fence turns or
3: the, the the boxing part of the box challenge is strictly boxing. You hold the cow for fifty seconds at one end okay. of the arena. Okay. Just just like at a cow horse show. The fencing is just like the fence work in a cow horse show. You're gonna box the cow, then you'll go down the fence and turn it at least one time each direction, and then you'll circle the cow one time each direction.
1: Okay. So then so now to jump back up to your to your ranch work championship, one of the things that when we first heard about it, we loved the fact that you included the ranch roping. So, are you going to, what kind of things are you going to score people on when you go and do the ranch roping class? What kind of things are you looking for uh, as, as a judge?
3: We're, as a judge, we'll be looking for that horse. We're, we're going to be looking for the same person you would want to come work on your ranch. We want them and their horse to go into the herd quietly, to be able to position that cow in such a way that it's easy for them to rope. We want them to rope it quietly. Uh, obviously, if you can rope it around the heels, it's a higher degree of difficulty, but that's also something that's higher sought after on a ranch. They prefer when you're branding cattle or whatever, if you can heal them and drag them to the fire, that's better. So that enables you to score higher.
1: Okay. So and now some ranches choose to head and heal, and some ranches choose to heal, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes typically a difference of location or geographic region. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, you get into different different areas with some of that.
1: So, so you're going to say so at this event, which is in Texas, then peeling is mm-hmm. preferred, and we'll get a higher score. What about what about well, different it, shots? Like it, a, you know, uh, it's the
3: it's not quite like a big loop roping, but obviously a different shot. If if you take a a shot that is quieter and less disturbing to the herd, you're being more of, of a ranch hand, so that's going to elevate that score. Okay. But okay. but but the the ultimate goal is to be efficient. And so, you know, if you go in there and you scatter the herd and you're swinging your rope as fast as you can and the cows are <laughs> scattered, you're not going to score well. But at the same yeah. time, if it was a ranch, you're probably not going to be invited to come back and rope on that ranch.
1: Yeah. So how many loops do you get?
3: <laughs> uh, as many loops as possible within the two-minute time two period. If you rope the wrong cow, there's a penalty for that. But since okay. it's a breakaway hondo, you can break your loop, rebuild it. And rope again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'll sure help with the efficiency of not having to get ropes back to folks too.
3: Yeah, and it goes. We're 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 making it unique. We're going to split the arena in into two arenas, so we have two events going at one time. Okay. We want we want people to instead of we don't want anyone sitting there quiet. We want it, we don't want it to be like a library. We want people in there yelling and whooping and hollering for their friends and everybody. We just Uh, we wanted to have that activity going on on both ends of the arena at one time.
1: That's great. We just got back from the show in Oklahoma, where they, you know, that arena is huge at the Lazy E, and they split the arena into Mm -hmm. two. And we love that the atmosphere and that environment. So that's great that you guys are going to to bring that there.
3: You know, that was such the the versatility is such a great event. It's everybody seems to enjoy it. It goes back to a lot of our roots. And we just got to talking and said, you know, the the show ropers have, they can go rope for all their correct mechanics, but then they want to go to the World Series and jackpot roping and and win money. We didn't want to reinvent the wheel. And there's already several ranch associations. We wanted to give it where it was a compliment to those ranch associations where you can say, I not only won the world in, in, in stock horse versatility, but I went and won X amount of dollars. And we're we have ten thousand dollars added at this event, and yeah, so that's w- that's going to allow for some pretty hefty paychecks.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Trevor and I had the opportunity. We went to uh, we participated in the pro am one year. Buck Brandeman does a pro am, and that was one of the things mm-hmm. that he said is that he wanted it to to become one of the like basically one of the richest ranch ropings out there. And you know, for so for guys who who are handy and can go in and and can get invited back to the ranch to work, that they've got an opportunity yeah. too to showcase their skill set and win a little money. So I think it's wonderful that you guys are putting this event together and that the the things that you've tried to to you know to keep to keep by offering this event. So
3: well, so and, how and did you get thing, in? We try to take out the horse. We try to take out the horse show elements. There's no sliding. There's no lead changes. There's n- you have a venue to go do that. We want this to be for the ranch. We want where the ranch cowboys can come play, as well as mom and pop that just like to, to go work their cattle or the kids that are wanting to do things with cows. We try to give this a, a, a broader base venue so that they can come do that. Then if they want to go add the reining to it, they can go off to the stock horse or do the versatility.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a great idea. And so... Where is your goal to host it in Fort Worth all of the time, or will you try to take it to other places?
3: No, we uh, we would love we would love to have a series of these all over the United States. Okay. Uh, this is the since uh, the Paint Horse Association is producing this. Obviously, this is a great venue. We're already in the Will Rogers for the Paint Horse Youth World going on right now, and this goes on after it's concluded. Uh, so it was, it it was a easy fit to start here. We would love or to, I can envision this being maybe, I would love to see it be an event at stock shows, uh, at ranch rodeos. I mean, I think there's, I think there's a lot of opportunities for this to work. Ideally, I would love to try to find maybe a ranch where you can go in for a day and they would let people come in and actually do this on a working ranch.
1: Oh yeah. That would be wonderful. That would certainly add to the to the authenticity of the experience too.
3: And yeah. and it's I think it's an experience people want to have. I think people wanna be cowboys.
1: Yeah. Well and cow- <laughs> and those who are cowboys want to cow- to be able to yeah, bring that, that to that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's one thing that's really yeah, great yeah. about you know, we we talk Trevor, he's a big into baseball and uh, we talk sometimes about different countries that you know they Some of the videos that they're always watching getting ready is, you know, they're watching really top level competitors in in that sport all the time over and over. And so I think it's great for the picture that people get to be able to see, to see, you know, cowboys, you know, always get to go out and see how handy they are on the ranch and see what kind of situations they can read and adjust to. Um, So giving them an opportunity to come to town, so to speak, and do that in a way that's not too different from what they do is can really help. Uh, give people a picture of what to aspire to where they maybe wouldn't get to see it otherwise so
3: well and that's why we have it where it's uh, open to all breeds we wanted everyone to be we don't think you should be limited by what you have to ride that's like i told some a friend of mine i said if you want to bring an elephant to ride it may (laughs) be a little western for everybody else
0: to bring your (laughs) elephant
3: if that's what you worked out along you know it it needs to be I just, I just think it lets everyone have some fun. I, I want to put fun back into the events. During our our 4D fencing and boxing challenge, the first night on Thursday night, we're going to have a head-to-head team branding competition with four-man teams. How many cows can you brand in you know, either two or three minutes? And it'll be head-to-head on a lap timer, and just for fun. It's it's you know. We're gonna give them Orca Orca coolers for the winning team, and it'll it'll just be something fun where people have as much fun watching it as doing it.
1: Yeah. Which and then night the is next this?
3: night we're gonna do that's gonna be Thursday night, fifth. Uh, okay. Thursday afternoon, when we get done with the fencing and boxing, we'll go into the team branding, and then the next night, uh, when we get done on Friday night, we're gonna have a, a jackpotted 2D uh, steer stopping. Okay. And we're gonna do it we're gonna do kind of a pendleton style steer stopping where you're not out of a box. We're gonna turn a cow into the arena and then you have to set up and drive that cow down and rope it and stop it.
1: Oh cool. Great.
3: And we're, we're, it's a lot of money to go do stuff with horses. I think it, it needs is. to be fun.
1: Yeah. Oh that's and, wonderful. And,
3: and we're trying to we're we're trying to really put the fun and put, put give give the people that do the ranch events or, or people that actually ranch just another venue to go to where it's a it's a different format where it's something new and exciting for them
1: yeah well great well thank you guys for putting this together and the the forethought that you've put into it and uh, the things that you're trying to preserve and thanks for coming uh, coming on the show today to talk a little bit about it where where could folks find out more about the event or more about how to learn how to become involved in the event or or learn more about this this lifestyle
3: If they will go to the uh, APHA.com, the American Pain Horse Association, uh, and you can look up the $10,000 added ranch work championships, or you can look at the Western Horseman $5,000 added fence boxing challenge. It's also on uh, Facebook under both of those things. Okay. Classic Equine Equine is is our big sponsor for the ranch work championships. They're very excited about this. And We're incredibly excited that they're coming in and helping us with the added money and, and and helping make this event a go. They're they're really excited about it too. They hope this this takes off.
1: Mm, that's great. Well, thank you for your time today, Chris, and for joining us and telling folks more about it. And can't wait to hear and see how the event goes.
3: Well, come come on out. You've got time. Load up and come this way. Come play.
1: We're coming. We got a trailer load ready, so we'll see you there. <laughs>
3: Perfect.
1: We'll see you there. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Uh, Bye-bye. Jen, you
1: can come (laughs) to the clinic and prepare and then go to the show with us the next weekend. I'm pumped. I know that (laughs) I learned more about it.
0: (laughs) Jennifer, did you understand half of what what they were talking about? (laughs) I didn't understand any of those
4: acronyms. I felt like I needed to get my my bicycle horn out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wish you would have. That's why I was saying it is... (laughs) I was trying to ask questions. Okay, explain like, the difference between boxing and what's the other one? Oh, fencing. Fencing. Boxing, boxing and fencing. And Tell fencing. me, explain boxing and fencing. Okay, so when you go into the arena, it's just you. And then you you wave down at the gate, <laughs> and they open the gate, and they let a cow out into the arena. and you know, sometimes a cow will try to just, you know, go to the arena or explore the arena or go to the other end. But, so what you try to do is you try to hold it on one side and keep it down there by the gate. And so what it's basically like, though that cow got, that cow got sorted out and now I need to get him ready to take him somewhere else on the ranch. So the boxing piece says, I can keep control and I can keep you in this area until we get ready to do the next thing. So the boxing challenge, that's where he was saying those folks who enter, for that class they have 50 seconds to show that someone can turn a cow into the arena and you can basically take control and keep it in a certain area for that time so that's boxing okay. but then fencing right. they say what you have to do then is you have to keep it in control in that on that one side And then you have to take it down one side. So there's no laneway or anything, but you have to get enough control to take it down one side of the arena. And then you have to hold it on the other end. So you kind of have to make it go back and forth on the other end. And I mean, you don't have to make it. It will naturally want to go back and forth on the other end. And it'll want to go back where it came from. So you it'll be harder to hold it on that other end. And then once you show that you held it on the other end, you have to take it back down to the other end again. And so that part gets hard because they already want to go down there because that's where their friends are. So to keep it on one side of the arena and not let it get too far ahead of you, then that's the other challenge. And then, and then you either oh, so rope when it he goes or,
4: back to the So when he goes back to the end of the arena where his little friends are, you can't just release him, so to speak, and let him run down there. You have to get him back down there in a controlled fashion.
1: Yes, and that's where. So then, that's where. And so, typically, like in cowboys, they turn them on the fence, and that gets really fast. And, and you know, that's like we say, it's the equivalent to eventing. That's the equivalent to the cross country side of the eventing. And so, what they're doing, and this is my my interpretation of it, is by doing it this way, they're sort of taking out the really tough jump, like they're the really dangerous part. They're still. In, including all of the elements that help set your horse up for success, but they're taking out the part that gets really dangerous. So that's Got kind it. of the idea. I think
4: so you're going to present some this, of that this. while you're here. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring my bicycle horn with me because you're going to be saying comeback. stuff I don't understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think Just that's the hard part, me, isn't it, it, for you guys? Because you know what you know, and it's hard to go back to what you don't know when explaining to somebody completely. It down, new. Yeah, it's hard. Well, I,
1: I feel like I was part of me was like, well, we've talked about it before on some of the shows, so I hated to be like, I didn't want to go back and, and ask questions, but. Uh, I mean, everybody, the ranch work part that they said they're doing, because it was new to me too. I wasn't sure which questions to ask, even though we do some versatility events, you know, this is a brand new event. So knowing what they're asking and what they're looking for, it's going to be, you know, it's new to everybody in some ways. So, but I know what you mean.
0: Well, and it's like
1: guys probably would say some lingo and I'd be like, uh, I need to ask, I need my bicycle horn. (laughs) But it's all, at the high levels, I think it's all related. I think, you know, it's all about getting, you know, a a communication with your horse and and having some higher level maneuvers. And then when you go into something, whether it's ranch work or a show, you got to have it when you need it, right?
0: Hmm. Yep so, uh, one of the things I like about what you what we've been hearing from even the English and the Western side is people are trying to come up with new stuff they're trying to come up with new classes, new shows, new ways to do things with horses, and I think we need that as an industry yes. um, because but, well, it's just what it's it's kind of what Baxter's, you know, talked about is things are changing and uh, hopefully the new things will also appeal to youth more. I mean, that's the other thing that we have to do is keep appealing to youth so that they keep wanting so that we have enough of them to want to continue to do this. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we can't I mean, you know, like
1: you said about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I think what he said, too, about all breed, I mean, I don't know. I feel like English does a really good job of having all breed, whereas sometimes when you get into the Western stuff, it's, you know, is it a quarter horse or is it a paint horse? And there's really not an area for, for other breeds. So I like to see that more places are doing all breeds or they're working together with other organizations. Yeah,
0: because let's face it, it doesn't matter whether it's quarter horse paint horse, if they can do the job, or a thoroughbred, or an Arabian, exactly. or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. If they're doing the yeah, job and I doing know. it well, what's the difference? Yeah. Right. I mean, in yeah, ranch Jefferson work, loves- right? I mean, ranch work, you have a lot of Heinz 57s in there too. Um, so you've got ones that are, you know, what did he say? No. What was his quote for the type of cows? Uh, oh, NTS. NTS. Well, you have that in horses <laughs> too. <good>
1: yeah. <laughs> Right, I felt like I totally walked into that one. Yeah, yes.
0: you did. By the way, I actually had read that on his website, and he had uh, he had answered that on his website. What kind of cows he has? No, oh no, it was in an interview he did. And when you asked the question, I went, "I wonder." Please use it. Please use it. Please use it, because he had used it before. I was like, <laughs> he walked right. Maybe into that. maybe
1: I could take credit as oh, I asked it, so I could give him the chance to say it. But I totally walked into it. <laughs>
0: That's funny. <laughs> hey, uh, Misty West uh, posted on our auditor page, and she said, uh, Hi, Baxter Black. I went to school at OSU with your daughter. I found a transcript of speech he gave at her graduation. A uh, Father's Thoughts at Graduation by Baxter Black, and she posted the whole t- speech. So if you're in the auditor room, if you're mm-hmm. an auditor of the Horse Radio Network, go and take a look. At, it was a great speech, actually. So uh, she posted the whole thing there. Isn't it funny that how how it is a small world of the horse world Mm -hmm. definitely is that well now go go ahead.
1: I love how he ended with, you know, just do stuff with good people. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too because he basically and what he basically said, which I was kind of surprised at, but not really, is that all of these things he did—the TV, the radio, National Public Radio, all NPR, all of that—kind of just fell in at the time it was supposed to fall in. You know, we've mm-hmm. always said things happen for a reason and they always lead to something else. Um, right? You know, Horse Radio Network wouldn't be here had we if we hadn't done improv theater all those years, and you know, owned a retail company in the tech world. And, And, you know, all of that. So, I mean, everything you do, it happens for a reason. It always leads to something else. So, but the problem is a lot of times you don't know something else, something else is. And you don't know what it's going to be. And that's scary as hell because you're just out there. Right. So, uh, you're, you're, I mean, that's where faith comes in. But boy, that's, faith is hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, well,
1: and that's where if you if you do things with good people, right? You just
0: you can rely to, on that too. That comes back to that, right? Uh, that's yeah. what it comes back to. So, uh thank you so much everybody for joining us today. Uh Tara has to get ready for her, her weekend coming up, so she's going to do that. Jennifer has to continue talking about how excited she is to work with cows, and now after today, that's all I'm going to hear about for the next three days. Um, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to hearing. I know there's going to be some Facebook Lives and things, so keep an eye out for that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah we're going to Facebook the Chuck Wagon. we got steaks, and we're going to have cowboy breakfast one morning. So there's lots. It's going to be really fun. We're excited about it.
0: All right, very good. Well, thank you, Tara, and we'll be back tomorrow. Organic oatmeal this weekend? (laughs)
1: No, no. Uh, no, probably not. (laughs) Well, I we probably have some packages of that, to be honest, but it might be a couple years old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to get bacon and a lot of good things. I think it's going to be more, more, more hearty. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and also tomorrow we'll be back with Jamie on Horses in the Morning here at nine a.m. as usual. Get your ads in for Really Bad Ads at Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork We want to thank our sponsors: a total saddle fit, total saddle. Geez, I can't do it either. Total <laughs> hey? saddle fit shoulder relief cinch. The total saddle fit shoulder relief cinch, and also to Horseware for continuing to sponsor the Western episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find a closing music. There it is. And it won't play. There we go.